Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, where each week, three times a week, me and my co-host, Emily, for hours, talk about fast cars that go in circles. This is our Bristol Dirt Preview Edition. We also do these live on YouTube. They're posted live on YouTube and on all your major podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, RSS.com, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a bunch more. So make sure you go uh, check it out on all those platforms. Thank you for watching listening. Now, Emily can't be with us today. I'm actually I meant to have this out Friday. That's when you know these usually come out. Monday's post-race, Wednesday's combo, Friday's pre-race. Fortunately, I wasn't feeling very good last night. Still a little under the weather today, so if I'm not as enthusiastic or loud as I usually am, if I'm a little quieter, or you know, that's why. So I'm not feeling great today, but you know, hopefully going to fight through it. So we are previewing Bristol Dirt today. Probably going to be a shorter show than normal. Um, but we did have some breaking news. Like, Well, maybe not completely breaking news, but Cody Ware will not drive tomorrow. He has a personal matter. He's going to step away from racing, so certainly hope everything um, is all right with him. Matt Crafton is going to drive the 51 Mustang tomorrow at Bristol Dirt, uh, making only his second cup start, I believe. So, um, you know, that that's... Uh, that's big for him. His only cup start to this point was the 2015 Daytona 500, filling in for Kyle Busch. Um, so a big opportunity here for Matt Crafton. Norm Benning is 71, is also racing in tonight's truck race, which I didn't see him on the entry list earlier in the week. I don't know how I missed him, um, but he is racing in that race. Um, yeah, so let's just get right into this. Um, Hendrick got penalized again. Bowman got penalized again, which makes me very sad. Um, he and Byron both lose 60 points each and five playoff points for a greenhouse violation, which apparently is something on top of the car. I'm not an expert in this area. I'm not going to pretend like I am. I'm not exactly sure what went wrong there, um, but obviously something that NASCAR didn't approve of. Um, and as a Bowman fan, it's just pain. I mean, he, he loses the points lead now. Again, um, second time this year, you know. But I think Hendrick might have thought they, I, again, this is what people are saying. This is going to open the floodgates for them winning the repeal, opening the floodgates for teams, especially these bigger teams, to make modifications to the car. And it's unfortunate, but if they win their next appeal, they still better stop. I don't think it's random at all that NASCAR chose the 48 and the 24 to take back to the R&D Center. Um, and even as a Bowman fan, penalize them. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it, it feels like Hendrick thinks they can get away with this stuff. NASCAR is pretty obviously telling them that, no, you can't. Um, you know, that's just that's just what Hendrick's saying, or NASCAR's saying. They were not happy that Hendrick won their appeal. They made that pretty obvious. Sure, they might have targeted the Hendrick cars. But they, you know, and NASCAR revised their rules for the appeals panel. We'll talk about this a little bit uh, now. But, you know, they, 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 ha they can't just reduce a penalty, point to penalty. They have to take it either all away or leave it as is, and they have to make findings public. They have to give the reasons that they came to the conclusion they did public, which I like because the appeals panel is just, it's wild. I mean, the Hendrick ruling versus the Colleg ruling, 
obviously BS. The Denny Hamlin ruling, if he wasn't penalized for doing the act, he shouldn't have been penalized for admitting he did the act. That's stupid. You can't just monitor, monitor drivers every word like that. The appeals panel is a mess. Um, and I know people are tired of hearing people say it's not NASCAR, it's the appeals panel. But it is the appeals panel. It's not NASCAR. They're, they're separate entities. They make the decisions separate from NASCAR. NASCAR penalized both Hendrick and Colley equally. The appeals panel did not. NASCAR penalized Denny Hamlin. The appeals panel held that up. Um, Hendrick said they would wait until after Bristol Dirt to try to appeal, which, you know, I, I guess that makes sense. They just kind of want to see what they do. But uh, they, there was also a crew chief suspension, I believe. Was it either two races or four races? I can't remember, but... I don't know how that's going to work. Is it for the interim crew chiefs, or is it still for the main crew chiefs? You know, how, how does that work? So, that's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, it stinks for Hendrick, you know, but just, you can't push these rules. Whether they did it on purpose or not to try to gain a competitive advantage, I don't know how much an, an advantage the greenhouse violation they committed gives you. Um, but, apparently, you know, enough where it's a penalty. So... Denny Hamlin also lost his appeal. I was hoping to get Emily's take on this, but unfortunately we couldn't because, um, you know, the podcast he made in person last two, you know, his his news wasn't out yet. Um, but his penalty upheld. So the fine, was it 50K or 75K? I can't remember what his fine was, but it lost to 25 points. Um, you might not think 25 points is a lot, and I think he's probably going to win a race or just pulling his way in. He's Denny Hamlin. He's one of the best chargers in the field every year, but... Um, well, still big. We saw the playoffs last year come down to two, three points between Truex and Blaney. So, no, it's huge. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he did have a case. I mean, NASCAR, I think, called him out for race manipulation. I don't think there was much race manipulation. Sorry, I can't talk. Race manipulation that went on there. Um, and, again, they didn't penalize him for his own. They didn't penalize him until he admitted it on his podcast. I mean... He'd be a lot less frustrated if they just penalized him after he said that again. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Denny Hamlin had a right to be angry at Ross Chastain for all the crap Ross put him through. I think Denny does need to get Ross out of his head a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he should have really been penalized in the first place, honestly. I mean, or, or it should have just been reduced to the fine like William Byron. Wrecking somebody under caution and nudging somebody in the wall on the last lap, I feel like are very different things. Because Byron dumped Hamlin under caution. Hamlin ran Ross into the wall a little bit, but it wasn't near as dangerous. I mean, as Byron, especially last year with the issues we saw at the back of the race car and injuries. I mean, you got to be consistent with these rulings. And that's my issue. My issue, NASCAR has, has penalized these guys consistently. Whether you agree with the rulings or not, that's true. They penalized these guys consistently. They gave Byron and Hamlin initially the same penalties. They gave Collig and Hendrick initially the same penalties. The appeals panel, the National Motorsports Appeals Panel, has been the one that has, you know, reduced the penalty for Byron. They reduced the penalty for Hendrick. They upheld the same penalty. Well, not the same penalty. They they barely took away any colleagues, though, and they took away probably the biggest parts of Hendrick's, and they upheld Hamlin's while they, you know, didn't up... up uphold uh, Byron's. So they're the ones being inconsistent. You're not NASCAR. I know you're tired of hearing that. I know you're tired of... I know you want to blame NASCAR here. And NASCAR's not off the hook with any of this. They've still made some terrible decisions in the past, officiating-wise, penalty-wise. But that doesn't mean they 
they should never get the benefit of the doubt here. You know, they just can't, they can't be the scapegoat for every single penalty handed down. That's just not a healthy way to look at it. Hello, person on the YouTube live stream. Put some in the chat if you are on that YouTube live stream. We do live stream all these on the Spotter Shane YouTube page. Plenty of national coverage on that Spotter Shane YouTube page. This podcast is on there. Plenty of good stuff on there. Now we move into kind of the meat of the episode, the Bristol Dirt preview. Going to Bristol Dirt for the third year now. Joey Logano won in 2021. Last year in 2022, Kyle Busch won after Kamikaze move from Chase Briscoe in the uh, interns three and four. Reddick still finished second. Briscoe finished 22nd, but it was Kyle Busch who was running in third that got the win. Let's take a look at the weekend schedule. Qualifying tonight on FS2 in the heat races. Let's see... When is that? First heat race for Cup is at 6. Um, second one's at 6.15, then 6.30 and 6.45. Those are all on FS2, PRN, the Performance Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. The race is at 7 Eastern on Fox, PRN, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Apparently, according to NASCAR, at 5.45 Eastern tomorrow, there's a special fan announcement. Um, I wonder if that has to do with what we're doing with the Bristol Spring Race last year, or sorry, next year, because it sounded like we're a little unsure, NASCAR that is, if you know they're going to run the Bristol Dirt Race next year, if they're going to go back to the traditional concrete race. Uh, there are also Easter services, Easter concerts. Uh, I believe one of them's at 3 Eastern tomorrow on FS1 if you want to watch that. I like that they're doing that, you know, just for people at the track. So want to celebrate Easter. But it really, I mean, Easter is always a fun day for me, just as a Christian, what it means personally. But, um, you know, you get to eat some good food, hang out with family, and now you get to watch NASCAR race at night, too. I appreciate that they did put this at night, giving people time in the day to, to spend time with their family. And then maybe once they've gone home or once everybody's kind of settled down, you know, late night NASCAR. Joey Logano is the best average finish of anybody at Bristol Dirt with a 2.0. Won this race in 2021, like I said. 2022, last year, finished third. Um, Suarez has been pretty good here. Um, 2021, he was fourth, I believe, led 50 laps last year. Um, Reddick and Briscoe last year, really good. Um, Stenhouse finished second in 2021. Denny Hamlin finished third in 2021. Alex Bowman, two top tens here in the two races, I believe. You can go watch stat tracking on the Spotter Shane YouTube channel from uh, from Monday. Um, Drop the microphone, sorry, both thought. Um, hey, put your name in the chat if you're in the YouTube live stream. Say something in the chat. Welcome to the Bowl of the Outline podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, Bowman's been alright. Bubba Wallace was in the top 15 here last year and then uh, had an engine issue late. He won on dirt in the truck series at Eldora in either 2013 or 2014. I'm not exactly sure. Let's take a look at the driver's standings. Justin Haley finally out of the negative. Cody Ware's going to take a hit with not running this race. Hopefully he's back next week at Martinsville. Um, but Bowman now out of the points lead. Ross Chastain is into that points lead now. He leads the regular season points by 30 over Bell. So not near as a tight race now. Bowen goes from plus 105 to only plus 45. Castain, um, so, sorry, you have you have uh, Larson, Logano, Kyle Busch, 
uh, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, and Ricky Stenhouse. Byron goes from 31 out in third in the regular season points to 14th, 91 points behind Chastain. But those are the six guys locked in. Six winners, seven races. Byron, the only guy to win at two races this year. Um, but Chastain, plus 101, first guy in on points. Bell, plus 71. Harvick, plus 69. Bullman, plus 45. Truex, plus 40. Kozlowski, plus 38. Hamlin and Blaney, each plus 30. You have Sindrick, plus 17. Busher, plus 6. And, yeah, he's the last guy in. First guy out, Daniel Suarez, 6 points out. You have McDowell, LaJoy, Ty Gibbs, 8, 9, and 17 points out, respectively. That's your top 20. Briscoe, 42 out. Bubba, 46 out. Gillen, 47 out. Um, Almendinger, 51 out. Jones, 59 out. That's your top 25. Austin Dillon, also 59 points out. Uh, Eric Amarola, 70 out. Priest, 76 out. Gregson, 77 out. Burton, 80 out. That's your top 30. Cody Ware, 99 out. He'll probably go down to around 140 out after this weekend. Um... Dylan 127 out. Haley, 138 out. He has 26 points now. He had one point before his penalty was given back. So, yeah. Um, let's let me list off some underdogs. Jonathan Davenport running this race. He's also running the truck race tonight, so getting some more experience. But Jonathan Davenport running this race um, in the 13th for college. We had a really good run with Chandler Smith of 17th. So he was on Door Bumper. If y'all haven't listened to this week's Door Bumper Clear episode, you need to. It's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, 13, seeing how he does will be really interesting. Bubba, I think, is an underdog. Bell and Larson have kind of been the favorites here, like, the first two years. But they haven't done that great. Larson was, was has been okay. Bell, this is a bad luck. Um, but, yeah. Race on the radio is on PRN from Tracy Network and uh, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Um, so, yeah, 4.30 Eastern is the Bristol Motor Speedway Easter celebration. There's race day at 5.30 Eastern on FS1, too. Half an hour of that before it moves to Fox. Um, yeah, my poll pick, I'm going to go Larson to win the poll. But I'm going to go with Joey Logano to win the race. 2.0 average finish here. Yes, it Probably should have been two and a half. Probably would have finished fourth last year, but again, that's still an insane average finish. And it's just two races, small sample size. But if he runs up front again, again, and he's in the 66 in the truck series, if he can run, race his way in tonight, weather permitting, um, more experience, you know, ran that race last year too, I believe, and maybe in 2021, I don't remember. But I know Truex won in the the truck race at Bristol Dirt in 2021. Chastain, his teammate, uh, Suarez, is really good here last year. But I'm going with Logano. I just, I, I think that the 22 is just one of the best teams in the garage. We saw that at Atlanta. They don't have winning speed every week, but when they do, they have one of the best drivers in the garage who has 32, 33 wins and defending champion. It's hard to pick against Logano at a track where he's, you know, in only two races, I know, but where he's been the best so far. So give me Joe Log. Leave your predictions in the in the comments below on, on YouTube or on Spotify or any of the podcast platforms. Rate the show. Like, subscribe, comment, share, subscribe, follow, all, all the stuff. Post-race podcast Monday, yeah, Monday night. Um, pre-race show is out on YouTube. The spotter stand post-race show will be out there. The truck post-race show. Just coverage of all three series. We got another triple header weekend next weekend. Martinsville trucks Friday night. Xfinity on uh, Saturday. Cup Sunday. Then we go to Talladega. That'll be a lot of fun. 
So yeah, thank you all for watching um, and listening. I'm Samuel Subs, the Spartan YouTube page from the Below the Outline podcast. Emily, hopefully, will be back with us on Monday night. Thank you for everybody in the YouTube live stream to watch. We do live stream all these, so if you want to kind of get early access to it, I guess, um, you can do that. So thank you all for watching, listening, all that. I'm Samuel Stubbs, signing off. Thanks for listening to this episode of Below the Yellow Line.